Erie Otters, Connor McDavid. From the London Knights, Mitch Marner. From the Western Hockey League's Brandon Wheat Kings, Nolan Patrick. This is Tracking the Draft with Craig Button. He checks an enormous amount of boxes. Nobody in this draft did more with less. I absolutely love him. It's not his skills that anybody's concerned about. It's that playing attitude. And quite frankly, it's really poor. Speeding towards the future of the NHL. From the U.S. Development Program, Jacob Truba. From Faryastad of the Swedish Elite League, Jonas Brodin. From the Boston U Terriers, Brady Kachuk. He could play in the NHL next year. He's one of those guys. Here's your host, Dean Millard. Hello there and welcome to episode five of Tracking the Draft with Craig Button, the director of scouting at TSN. My name is Dean Millard. The stars of tomorrow are discovered here. I took last week off a technical break. Uh, had to get uh, some things repaired, so it's glad that we are back and rolling towards the draft, and we have some actual draft news to discuss. On the show today, our top-shelf talent, Dawson Mercer uh, from Shakutami. In the next wave, we have a pair of players as usual, Daniil Gushin from Muskegon and Connor McClellan uh, from Winnipeg. Gushin uh, will be playing in the OHL next year. And in Time Machine, it'll be a former London Knight compared to a current Barry Colt. Plus, we're going to take a peek at the top dog, uh, for the 2021 draft. Our trivia question today, who is the highest drafted player out of the USHL that wasn't on the U.S. national development team, but a club team? Uh, so, uh, Daniil Gushin played for Muskegon. Uh, if a player from Muskegon uh, was the highest, that's what we're looking for. Uh, not from the U.S. national development team. We'll give you the answer a little bit later on in the show, but uh, if you're listening right now, Send it off to me. See how smart you are at Duck Millard. Show me how smart you are. Uh, also, we want to let you know that Craig Button joins us on the UFFS hotline. You got to check this out. www.uffsports.com. You can become a scout and track the same players like Craig Button does. In fact, Craig is joining uh, uffsports.com. Uh, my wife has started high-level scouting. Uh, in this platform, it's an agency. She's actually hired Craig uh, to scout players for her, and then she's going to uh, auction them off and make some money, and she's from high level, and that's where the name comes. So you can join the fun too uh, and get in and uh, scout players, and when they get auctioned off, you end up making the cash. It is so cool. There will be a really cool auction uh, at some point for a 30-second team because everything in this platform mirrors the National Hockey League. So if you want to get in as a scout, you better do it soon because as of August 15th, that's when they start auctioning off the players. So you got to get in on this now, uffsports.com. All right, uh, we will know Monday where Alexei Lafreniere will be going as that's when the draft lottery will be taking place. Pittsburgh and Edmonton, one loss each away from being in that lottery. And depending on when you're listening to this, they may already be there. Wow. It's scheduled to run 4 p.m. Eastern uh, or 6 p.m. Eastern time on Monday on Sportsnet. And each team has a 12.5% chance of winning the first overall pick. I can't, I couldn't imagine what will happen to the hockey world if the Oilers lose to the Hawks and then win the draft lottery or Pittsburgh for that matter with the, the embarrassment of riches that that franchise has. Also, the uh, Pitts uh, Turnus tournament that I'm 
apologize to my uh, Finnish friends if I butchered that. Uh, that starts in uh, Finland, and um, that's kind of the signal to the preseason, according to uh, Joki Nevalainen, the head European scout at Dauber Prospects. Some draft-eligible players uh, for the next few years suiting up uh, in that tournament, and Yoki did give a warning to not get too excited about these what yet these young guys do as they're given a lot more opportunity in this event than they will in the regular season. We're actually uh, going to try and reach out and uh, try to get Yoki on the show with uh, Craig and I in the next little while. Not exactly a prospect anymore, but uh, Jesse Pugliarvi signed with uh, Carpat. He does have an out clause to uh, join the NHL. Uh, if uh, a team comes calling. And uh, speaking of prospects that uh, are taking that next step or, or no longer are really a prospect, Kirby Dock, first dip into the NHL playoffs, having a nice impact for the Chicago Blackhawks. It'll be really fun uh, to see him roaming the Western Conference uh, for the next decade or more. Here he is, the director of scouting for TSN, former GM of the Calgary Flames, and a Stanley Cup champion with the Dallas Stars. Plus, he's a sharp-dressed man with a heart of gold and a passion to match it, Craig Button. So here are the players uh, we are looking at on this show. In top shelf talent, Dawson Mercer, center right winger out of Shakutami, and they are the player vitals. He's from uh, Carbonier, Newfoundland. Six feet, 179 pounds, 41 games. He had 24 goals, 36 assists, and 60 points. He's ranked 17th on Craig's list. In the next wave, Daniil Gushin, left winger and a right winger from Muskegon. Uh, he's from uh, Yekaterinburg, Russia. 5'8", 160 pounds, 42 games in the USHL. He had 22 goals, 25 assists, 47 points. Gushin tries to throw it, he's on the pitak, he's He's ranked 49th on the Craigslist. McLennan fires. It's a hat trick goal. A big one off the stick of McLennan. Connor McLennan also in the next wave. A right winger plays for Winnipeg. He's from Wainwright, Alberta. Uh, the Winnipeg Ice of the WHL. 5'8", 157 pounds. 42 games. He had 21 goals, 28 assists, and 49 points. He did break a collarbone, as Craig and I will talk about. He's ranked 77th on the Craigslist. And in Time Machine, your hint is a current coyote, a one-time Flint Firebird. Those two will be compared, and we'll take a peek at 2021. Market picks his pocket. In on Fane, the shot, he Let's check out some top shelf talent. Shot up to the upper right-hand corner. That's a beautiful goal right there. Holy smokes. Top shelf. 
as we explore first round potential. From the Halifax Mooseheads, Nathan McKinnon. McKinnon through traffic. McKinnon goes down the Craig, our top shelf talent this week is a, a player I'm really excited about. Dawson Mercer, a center right wing from Shakutami, ranked 17 on the Craigslist. The QMJHL called him underestimated at the start of the year in a press release. Was he a guy that moved up your rankings quite a bit during the season? Uh, I, I would say yes, Dean. I, 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 he was a player that's always been a really good, smart, versatile player. You know, that's uh, identified by the the center right wing, he can play both of those positions and playing pretty well. So, you know, when you have that type of versatility in your game, uh, you're able to impact it in, in, in a lot of different areas. And I think that Dawson absolutely uh, is able to do that. So, you know, but he, he's another one of those players. And it's really what I call a really good player that doesn't play with a lot of flash, but you know, you watch the game and where are the scoring chances coming from? Oh, we Dawson Mercer again. Who made that play? Oh, that's Dawson Mercer. Oh, who just won that puck battle? Oh, that's Dawson Mercer. And, and and I think that if you just keep adding up all the things that he does in the game and how he contributes to the success of the team he plays for, it becomes more and more impressive. He's up for the Paul Dumont Trophy for personality of the year for having a positive media impact and helping to improve the league's image does that translate to as quote that good dressing room guy or does that even matter to you when you're when you're drafting you know you always want good people in your organization and and that seems to say he's a a good person but what kind of an evaluation would you put on that well what i'd like to you know newfoundlanders are known as just kind-hearted warm unloving people like you know what like you know everybody wants to have a good old newfoundland kitchen party right so if I can have somebody that, uh, that that fits that description, hey, I'm all in, right? <laughs> like, you know, and certainly, certainly Dawson's play on the ice is significant. But you know, when you add those types of qualities as a, as, as a person and as a leader, absolutely. You 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 know, we talk about you know that full package, a complete package, and I think that Dawson, uh, you know, when you start to look at you know, the, the tangible things, the intangible things, things that can be measured, things that can't be measured. He checks a lot of boxes, and uh, uh, I don't think there's any question. I think he's going to be a really, really solid player uh, in, the, in the National Hockey League. And, you know, his, his progress has just been steady and consistent, but, you know, very impressive, as, as we talked about a little bit earlier. I found this really interesting. He had a torrid start, really good, 18 goals in 26 games. Uh, and then when he went to the World Junior, he didn't record a point, played a, a lower role, and then tore it up with Shakutami, uh when he got traded there until the season was unfortunately canceled. For me, that's a really good sign. Some of these kids, if they go to a tournament and they don't perform, it could affect them a little bit, maybe uh, their ego or their confidence. This is a sign of, of a player for me that you know just picked up right where he left off and said, hey, I, I played a role. We, you know, I was a role player. Now I'm back to being a scorer. Well, it, it also speaks to understanding, you know, what you're, what you're being asked to do at any particular moment in time. And mm-hmm. th- that also goes back to versatility, right? Like, you know, you, you know to be versatile, you have to, be, you have to be adaptable. And then you have to be open-minded to accepting, you know, what, what, what a specific role or a specific situation in a game that you're asked to do uh, requires. And 
I think, you know, his hockey sense is, is real top notch, but you, you know, it's also a lot of, a lot of players that have great hockey sense that aren't as accepting. And I, I think Dawson as a player, he, he just wants to find a way uh, to help a team win and whatever it, whatever it takes, uh, he, he's going to try to do that. You know, we hear it all the, we hear it all the time, Dean, you know, especially when it comes to Canada's junior team. Oh, uh, I'll do anything. I'll, I'll fill the water bottle. Right. Well, you know, Dawson Mercer, you, you don't, there's other really good quality people that can, uh, uh, they fill the water bottles. They're, they're, they're hired to do that job. What Dawson is asked to do is just contribute on the ice. And, uh, I think that he finds multiple ways to do that. And, you know, when, when you move to the NHL, I really believe that coaches are going to really feel, uh, you know, confident having them on their team because you, you look at them and go, I can play them here. I can play them there. You know, after the sub, after the, uh, Russia Canada series, uh, out in the, in, in the Quebec League, uh, Dale, uh, you know, I played him lots. And and then, and then there was some questions about, oh, is Dawson Mercer a candidate? And I remember talking to Dale prior to the prior to the selection camp. He said, did nobody watch how much I used him? <laughs> he goes, isn't that, isn't that the best indicator of how I feel about a player? <laughs> oh, no doubt. Um, we yeah. talked about his scoring ability. He plays with a bit of an edge, does he not? What I would say is, you know, we, we, we all define edge in a different way, right? Sure. Like, so, you know, you know, if we use the term edge to, you know, try to find a way to, you know, carve out space for himself, however he does that, whether do it with a skill, whether he do it with physical prowess, whether he does it with, uh, with a real assertiveness, I think he qualifies on all accounts. You know, the game is different now with respect to how we define edge, Dean, and you know that as, as well as anybody. You know, we used to talk about edgy players who got their stick up or, right. you know, slashed you or ran you over. It, it's different now for today's players. So, you know, it, it, we, we just, I just used edge in a different way, but yes, he, he does play with an edge. Hard to play, harder, hard guy to play against because of his skill. And, you know, he, he also, you know, gets involved physically as well. Is that, is that a good way to describe that he would be a hard guy to play against? Absolutely. And, and, and so like, again, like we can change, you know, how we, uh, how we define edge, but I, I agree with edge. I agree with hard to play against, you know, my, my comparable for Dawson is Blake Wheeler. You know, Blake was a center. He can play center. He plays right wing. He can shoot the puck. He can play on the power play. He's big. He's strong. He kills penalties. So when you when, when you use a, a comparable type player, it's also to try to describe, you know, not just, uh, you, you know, a, a particular style that he might remind you of, but also the type of game that he delivers. And, and that's why I compare him to Blake Wheeler. Well, if you're going to kill penalties, you have to be smart in your own own zone. And, and it sounds like Dawson Mercer qualifies as that. And you mentioned that, you know, he, he thinks the game really well. And, and those type of players usually know where they're supposed to be in their own end. Yeah, they do. Well, I mean, players, you know, offensive players don't want to play in the defensive zone. You know, and then when I say they don't want to play, I mean, that's, that's stuff. So, the better position you're in, the the harder you are to play against. Uh, the understanding of how to move out of your own zone and not play there, where you know the other team is getting chances. You know, you, you hear it all the time from coaches. Okay, if you want to play more in the offensive zone, play better in the defensive zone. Dawson meets that criteria perfectly. When you project him, you said Blake Wheeler. So you think this is a guy who can be a top three forward? And um, th- th- you know, is that the 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 first line projection for this guy? 
Yeah, and I think it's good. I don't think it'll be immediate. I think it'll it'll, it'll be in time. And 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 again, like Blake Wheeler, because of uh, because of the progression over time, I I, I think it fits. He, he wasn't always that top line player. There's no question he is now. But I think that's where Dawson can eventually find himself. But because he's smart, because he's competitive, because he's skilled, you know what? He's going to be able to play in those other areas on your team and, and contribute as he as he progresses into what I feel can be a, a really good top-notch forward. All right. Is there anything about his game that you think he needs to uh, improve to be that? Or is his is, is a lot of the stuff in his game skating, we talked about physical play, defensive awareness, is it all just general improvement that he's going to need? Yeah, you, you know, it's the, it, it's the improvement that's going to come from maturation. And, you know, when I talk about Blake, you know, being a – uh, a top line player, you know, being drafted and then finding his way into the lineup and contributing and then, then progressing, you know, that all came with maturity, but it was constant improvement, continuous improvement, as you point out. And I think that's very, that, that, that's going to be Dawson's path as well. There's no, there's no, there's no glaring weakness in his game or inherent weakness, as I like to call, call it. But, you know, and if his skills were, we're, we're, we're just a, a, a little bit more. We'd be talking about him as, as one of those top players. But, you know, I've talked about this, about this draft. And I, I said, you know, there's 12, 13, maybe even 14 players that, that fit the criteria of what I call high quality. First line players, like in time, top pair defense, been a number one goalie. You know, depending on how you look at Dawson and where you put Dawson, I think Dawson very well fits into that group of, all 13, 14 players. Time for the next wave. Score! Braden Point got it done. 35 seconds into overtime. There are great players. Ryan O'Reilly, come get the Consmite Trophy. Superstars. A free score! Bergeron, who tied the game and won it in even Hall of Famers after the first round. Becky scores! Becky got it high! Four nothing! Oh, baby! Let's move on to the next wave now, and we're going to the USHL. A uh, player from uh, Muskegon, the Lumberjacks, plays both wings, ranked 49th on the Craigslist. We're talking about Daniil Gushin. And what was the first thing that came to mind when you saw him play for the first time? Well, the first time I saw him play was uh, as an underage player playing with the older group. And, you know, when you when you start to watch a younger – first of all, it's noticeable – when you see an O2 playing with the O1 group. And mm-hmm. so you, you go, well, he must be a pretty good player. But then you see the situations he's being used in. And, you know, we talk about coaches, right? Like, I, you know, I mentioned uh, earlier about uh, Dale Hunter talking about how he used The coaches give you great intel on, on players by how they use them. So now you're watching a, a younger player being used in these offensive situations. And you're going, okay, so the coach trusts them. And the coach sees this ability. And then obviously the player has to show that. And, and, and Daniil is, is, is a player that's really cagey and he's really smart. And, you know, he's obviously you, you can look at his physical stature and know that he's not the biggest of players, but he's quick with his head and he's quick with his hands. And he's, he gets in and out of spots, you know, real effectively where it becomes very difficult 
uh, for an opponent to to really get a beat on them. And you know that's what you have to that's what you have to do when you're not a bigger player. You don't have the luxury of being able to withstand uh, you know those physical battles. Call it in the trenches. And you know he, he he's a really good given goal player. You know he he he's a player that understands. Okay, I'm on the attack. I got to give the puck up here. It gets that defenseman's focus off of me, and then I can get back into a spot to receive the puck back. And he does that exceptionally well. He's a very gifted offensive player. His mind is always working. And I, I, I think he's got a, a, a terrific chance uh, to be a really good, solid offensive player at the National Hockey League level. From what I've seen of him, when he wants to take off, he can turn on the Jets. He seems to be able to go from zero to 60 very quickly. And, you know, like a, that one highlight I saw, he was killing a penalty loose puck and he kind of went from a standing position to a breakaway in the, in the blink of an eye. Is that one of the biggest attributes that he has? Well, I think that he recognizes those opportunities. I, you know, I don't think you would say that he has that blazing speed, but he has that, he has that, he has that quick mind to recognize where there's going to be an opportunity and right. then quickly take advantage of it. Right. And, and I think that that's what you see. He, he's attuned to opportunities. He's ready to take advantage of those opportunities. And so you, you know, when they, when they ensue, you see this player, boom, he just explodes into those areas and that's how he takes advantage. But, you know, it's a necessary part of a, of a game, you know, with the mind to, to be, you know, offensively productive, to think the game when you're, when you're not at that, at, at, at that, what you would call that elite size or that elite skill, you got to do uh, a lot of other things really well. And, and certainly, uh, Gushin does those things. Uh, you know, I look at him. He, he's going to go play in the OHL. He's committed to the OHL uh, in the import draft, Niagara. And I think that, you know, as he moves up, you know, NHL, that playing with smarter, better players is going to really work wonders for his game. You know, I'm going to throw a baseball analogy at you, and it's not always the fastest guy who is the best base stealer. It's sometimes the guy who gets the best jump. And and that sounds a little bit like Daniil in that maybe he's not, has the blazing speed, but he recognizes that play and his mind almost makes up for a little bit of a, a skating deficiency. Maybe. Yes. It, it, it really is a perfect analogy. Uh, Dean, and I, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, we talk about anticipation, right? Yeah. Like, how, how do you measure anticipation in a game or in any sport? Like, you're playing tennis or you're, you're you're playing baseball and you're in the outfield and you got to anticipate, you know, that ball. Or, you know, how many times do we hear about, oh, he got a good jump on that on that line drive and was able to cut it off and make a great play, right? Like, you know, and somebody that might be faster doesn't get the good read and the ball falls in for a double, right? So I think that. Uh, how you describe that with the baseball analogy is, is perfect to describe not only uh, Gushin, but, but other players as well. Uh, he wore 66 in Muskegon. The color scheme is also a little bit like Pittsburgh. <laughs> and this guy in tight has lightning quick hands, especially on breakaways. But even just those in tight situations, some of the highlights I saw, he was going, you know, backhand, forehand before the goalie even reacted. You need fast hands if you're going to score in the tight spaces. And, you know, one of the things about Gushin that, that, that he does exceptionally well, you know, he, he, he's able to, you know, lean in with his body and, and, and opponents might think that they have him checked, 
But because his hands, and you know, good offensive players don't get their hands tied up. Like they're able to keep their hands free. And, you know, Patrick Kane is a great example of that. And, you know, what, what, what looks like, oh, he, we got him. I'm standing next to him. Well, if you don't have a stick and you don't have his, his hands uh, in, a, in a place where he can't take advantage, more times than not, they do take advantage of you. And whether that be in tight spaces around the net or in tight uh, spaces in traffic where you're trying to win the puck or make a play, you know, under sticks and through skates, you, you know, it's necessary. And, and Dean, you, you absolutely, you've described it uh, so well when you just, when, when you, uh, when you talk about Gushin's ability in, in and around that net area. How about consistency? Is that maybe uh, an issue for him? You know, what I would say is it, it comes down to a little bit of maturity for him. I okay. mean, he's such a good player. And because he plays up and he plays on the national team, he's with other good players. I think what happens with, with, with him and happens with other players is that when you come down to lesser levels, it, 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 you, it, you can't play the same way that you want to. And you can't, you can't do some of the things you were just doing with some of those better players. So, you know, somebody might say, well, he hasn't scored, but I think that his recognition of, of, of what uh, the different levels, uh, you know, mean with respect to how he's got to play, who he's playing with, you know, you know, create this dynamic that says, okay, you know what, I, I, I can't make that give and go play there because that guy's not going to get it back to me, right? So, you know, we, we, we tend to get looking at those scenarios of consistency but, but, but I think it's also environment and, you know, he, he can't do some of the same things uh, with, uh, with the lower competition that he can do with the higher competition. It doesn't mean he doesn't try, but that's why I say, you know, his, his skill set, his mind is really built uh, to be with the best players. And that's why I think he's got a chance to be a, 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 a real solid uh, NHL player. But, you know, I think that's where, you know, when, when, when you look at consistency, that's where the that's where you could say okay, there's a lack of it, but I, I, I look at it a little differently. Craig Button joins us on the UFFS or UFFS hotline. Uh, check it out at all UFFSports.com and join the ultimate franchise fantasy sports. Of course, uh, uh, Craig is the uh, head scout at TSN, and he's also. Uh, working uh, as a scout for the high-level scouting agency. My wife hired you a little bit to uh, work on this. I'm really excited about your participation in this platform. Well, I got to tell you, too. I mean, uh, Trish is an unbelievable negotiator. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I you know what? Like, you know, you, you go in and you try to talk about how you're going to, uh, you know, contribute value, and you, you say, okay, here's what I think I should uh, be paid. And she said, Hey, you better show me. Uh, I don't care what you've done. I need to see some real evidence. And you know what? Like I'm on a full blown entry level contract with no bonuses. So I have to perform Dean or I'm not going to uh, be able to take advantage on my next contract. Oh, good stuff. You can join Craig as a scout on the platform at uffsports.com. All right, let's talk Connor McLennan, right winger from Winnipeg, ranked 77. This seems like a bit of a small guy with a big motor. Always seems like he's hustling whenever I watched him, albeit on highlights, but seems like he's always hustling. Yeah, he's hustling and he's, he's a really good goal scorer. I mean, listen, you he is what he is. You're not going to change his height. Your, your, his size is what his size is. But 
you know, when you start to look at it and you start to evaluate Connor, you, you see a player that, you know, works and he, he looks for his opportunities. And when those opportunities present themselves, he, he's on it. Uh, he, he's that player. I, I, I described it like this. He, he's after it and on it. And, and, you know, that's what you have to be. The tenacity it has to be evident. And for a player with the skill and with the desire to score, you know, that tenacity only helps them. And, you know, I think that part of his growth uh, over the next years are going to be, I think at times he, he tries to, his will and determination is really good, but I think he tries to do some things at times that he's not quite ready to, to, to fully execute on. And that, hmm. and that doesn't mean he doesn't, he doesn't have the skill or the possibility to do it in time. It's just, he, he's not physically able to do it now. He wants to take on defense and one-on-one and I'm going to get underneath you and Sometimes, you know, you, you admire that and you go, look, look at that determination. And other times you just point out, hey, you know what? Love that you're doing that. But like, you know, you're going to be able to do it a lot better once you physically mature. And but at this point in time, you know, try to do some different things. Try to change uh, speed a little bit. Try to delay, you know, try to, you know, kind of just softly go to an area. You know, when, you, when you've had the success that Connor's had coming up, and, and when I say success, he's had significant success all the way through. You know, prior to his injury this year, I mean, he was really starting to, to move in a direction where uh, no doubt in my mind he was going to really open up a lot of scouts' uh, eyes. But, you know, having watched him for, for a long time, you know, I've seen that. But, that, like, he's going to be much better. You know, he's the proverbial. He, he's going to need more time rather than less. Mm-hmm. But with that time, it's going to allow him to really take advantage of the skill that he has and allow that determination uh, to, 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 to pay off for him. Because there's nothing, you know, you can be determined all you want, but if you're not getting success, you know, it can kind of dampen your spirit a little bit. And I don't think his spirit will be dampened because he is good. And once he does physically mature, he, he, he won't stop being rewarded. Yeah, broken collarbone robbed him of full season. He was on pace for almost 35 goals. The yeah. way he scores, like I saw a lot of top corners. I wonder if this guy, you know, he could take a run as he matures at 50 goals in the WHL maybe. Wow. Look what he's done at 16 and 17. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I think when you start to make that projection, I think it's a legitimate one. But, but we also talk about, you know, being able to have those good hands and tight. And, you know, he, he can, you know, the... The hands have to be able to execute what the eyes see. So when he sees an opening, he's got the hands to finish. And, you know, he, he's deceptive, too, with his shots because, you know, he, he can he, he can score from different angles with, with the puck, like whether it be with a quick snapshot or with just a deft touch or just moving a little bit and flipping it up. You know, he's got all the requisite puck skills and goal-scoring skills to be able to take advantage of the smallest of openings. And, you know, that's what makes him uh, a really dangerous goal scorer. And to, to, to your point, no question in my mind uh, that he that, that he can. And let me go one step further. He will score 50 in the WHL. Wow, that's bold. Where we're going, we don't need roads. Hop into the tracking the draft time machine. <laughs> Get the puck on the move. He reminds me so much of James Neal. 
I think he's a better goal scorer than Billy Garrett. He's the best goal scorer in the draft. And let's see what we can learn from a past player when looking at this year's crop. <laughs> plays like John Carlson. So what do those guys do? They're able to make the plays in the offensive zone. Like Brock Besser, he's got the deadly accuracy. Nikita Kucherov immediately came to mind when I saw him play two years ago. So in Time Machine today, Craig, uh, we're going to add a little wrinkle. We're going to go back in time. We're going to compare a player to this year's draft. We're going to take a quick peek at 2021. But first of all, where are we going with Time Machine for this year's draft and a past draft? Well, we're going to go to uh, Evan Buren. And Evan was uh, the second overall pick in the OHL draft uh, after his teammate Quentin Byfield went first overall. Mm. Now, Evan ended up in Flint. And, and then the team wasn't great. He was asked to do a lot more uh, than, than a 16-year-old is probably capable of with a lack of talent around him. I mean, it was just, just where the team was at, no fault of Evan. And, you know, ends up being traded uh, to Barry. Now, let me rewind a little bit. He got invited to Canada's under-17 camp last year, and I thought he really acquitted himself very well. And to me, he showed those capabilities. I, I was lucky to watch him play minor midget with Byfield. And, you know, he was a good player and a really determined, competitive player. And, you know, you, you, you still want to do those things, but you, you're not quite as capable at 16. You don't have the skill around you, so it becomes a little bit harder. He, he, you know, he progressed. And now when he ended up in Barry, I, I saw the player that, uh, you know, that played uh, with the York Mills Express, you know, Connor McDavid's former team, Quentin Byfield's team. And he's a really good, smart player. He's a really tenacious player. And I think he just, he kept finding his confidence. He kept finding his level of play that, that said, hey, uh, like, you know what? I, I, I know I can be a good player. He had been a good player, but that can affect your confidence. You know, there's not, there's not one area of his game that stands out, but what he is is, the, the really good hockey sense, the really good ability to make plays uh, at high tempo and high pace. And he, he, he's a really strong competitor. And I, I saw a really significant progress in his game from, you know, from midget 16 year uh, season in the OHL to, to what, what, where he found himself heading into the, into his draft year. And now, and I think he's a really good player. And the player that, that, that I would compare him to a little bit, it's Kristen Dvorak. And Kristen Dvorak ended up being a late second-round draft pick by the Arizona Coyotes. Now, Christian has hurt himself uh, in his draft year. So that affected his, his, his where he got drafted. But, you know, I've watched Christian play in midget. I saw him play uh, before he, he got to London in London. So And before he got hurt that year, you saw some real significant areas of Christian's game that, that, that not only were intriguing, but you said that's NHL quality. And that's where I see Evan Deerling. And, you know, Christian, you know, Evan's played center. I've seen him play left wing. Christian was the same way. And I think Evan Deerling is, is that second round, maybe early third round pick uh, that can really raise eyebrows in, in, in the very near future where people go, wow, how did they get him at that point in the draft? Well, I think I just gave you a little bit of background on, on where he's at and why he might be there. 
but but he's a good player. Well, speaking of Christian Dvorak, you and I record this on Wednesday. He just scored for the Coyotes, tipping in a goal in their game against the Nashville Predators. And I watched that line at the Memorial Cup uh, that was uh, <laughs> just ridiculous with uh, um, Kachuk and, um, geez, I can't... Uh, why why mitch is marner. mitch marner i don't know why how could i forget mitch marner i don't know why i had that yeah. brain cramp but yeah. but you know kachuk and marner were getting a lot of hype and people for some reason forgot about dvorak a little bit on that line and he was dynamite he was if you ask dale and mark hunter you know mitch marner ended up being the chl player of the year the mvp and uh in the memorial cup but you know but they said that you know christian was every bit mitch's equal and you know, you, you know, that happens, you know, with, with top end players, but you know, if you want to go back even a little bit further in time, I'll, I'll tell you another line that Christian Dvorak played on uh, when he was with the Chicago mission, he played with Nick Schmaltz and William Nylander. <laughs> How do you think that line was playing minor hockey? <laughs> oh, I would not want to be uh, the, the, the parent of the goalie that had to face that line for sure. No, you wouldn't. Oh, man. All right, let's take yeah. a quick peek at 2021. Uh, who do you want to spotlight for this one? Well, why don't we go right to the guy that I think very well could be the first overall pick. And let's that's do Atu it. That's Ratty. That's Ratty, you know, playing with uh, Olu Karpot. And, uh, you know, just a, he, he, he's a late birthday but he, he does it all. He, he does everything in the game that is significant to winning. And the high-end skill, he's a great skater. When I say great, you know, you know, people might say, oh, is that Connor McDavid? No, he's not Connor. But he's got great speed. Like, the, Connor McDavid's on another planet. Mm -hmm. so let's just move him on off of here, right? But the speed. The agility, the quickness, the balance, the leverage. He's able to to open it up when he when he's got space. He's able to create space with stop and start moves. He, you know, he he's got the ability to not be knocked off a puck. You know, when he plays, he plays fast and he plays with a with, with a pace that really forces opponents, uh, you, you know, to be uncomfortable. And you know, some players try to push push their pace higher and they become uncomfortable. When he pushes his pace higher, he makes opponents uncomfortable. Great hands and tight. He can make passes. He can shoot the puck. You know, he's got that sense and awareness of where everybody is on the ice. But he, but, but he understands, okay, if I'm attacking here, what am I trying to open up? He, he's got that ability to, to, to be thinking two and three plays ahead. And he can make a play as well as finish a play. He, he's always attacking inside the dots. He's not... He's not playing outside. Even when he's outside, if you're playing against him, you better be prepared because his mindset is, I'm bringing this inside. I'm bringing this uh, in the attack to the net where people are going to have to defend me. And if you're going to give me space, I'm going to wire it. And if, you, and if my space gets closed off, my teammates better be ready for a pass because I'm going to deliver it to them. You know, those types of centermen that can play in every single area of the game and play big minutes and do it with ease, they don't come along very often. And he very well could be the first finished player drafted first overall. Wow. And, you know, people always wonder, like, how does a Connor McDavid or a Jonathan Taves get so wide open for that scoring opportunity? But that's a terrific skill by those great players to be able to, uh, you know, get away from the guy that's guarding them and find those open spaces. I mean, people think they just float there automatically. They don't. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's it's interesting. You know, how many times, Dean, do you hear the word? How did he get there? Yeah. Where did he come from? Right? Yeah. Like, you know, well, you know, why don't we just jump into their brains? Their brains are so good. And 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 again, we use the term, we use the word anticipation, but anticipation is a big part of it. You know, okay, if I go here, what does that mean? And when when, when I evaluate players, and I'm looking. Okay, when I say they, they're thinking two and three steps ahead, you know, you can see that. And, and how many times do we watch a player and go, why does he go there? And, you know, the, the greatest player of all time, uh, Wayne Gretzky, his dad told him, don't go where the puck is, go to where the puck is going to be. That's anticipation. And Gretzky had it as nobody had it better than Gretzky. No doubt. Great stuff, Craig. We'll chat next week. We will. Thank you, Dean. This is a serious message. Craig Button joins us on the Ultimate Franchise Fantasy Sports Hotline. Become a scout and make money while providing prospects to the Ultimate Franchise Hockey League. What you talking about, mister? Pay that man his money. I'm your huckleberry. Check out the details at www.uffsports.com. It's serious. I like it a lot. I said we got a winner. UFFS, you own the game. Fun conversation as usual with Mr. Button. And by the way, we're going to give you Craig's counsel in the next little while. We'll bring you uh, some episodes where Craig will give you some scouting tips. This will be especially important for those in the scouting program with Ultimate Franchise Fantasy Sports or for anyone who aspires to be a scout. Uh, Take some of these tips, go to the games, um, try your luck. If you have a specific question, email me, trackingthedraft at gmail.com, and we will add it to the list of uh, topics when we do Craig's Council. Time to flex your brain and answer this draft-related trivia question. Well, we're waiting. You want answers? Pay attention now. So you're telling me there's a chance. Can you dig it? Hands up with answers. Thank you. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. Yeah! All right, we gave you the trivia question uh, earlier in the show. Who is the highest drafted player out of the USHL? And uh, we are talking non-Team USA players. So players that didn't come out of the National Development Program. And the answer is Andre Svechnikov. Uh, taken second overall in 2018 by the Carolina Hurricanes. He played for the Muskegon Lumberjacks. All right, thank you very much for joining me. Hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please subscribe and let us know what you think. Leave us a review. And if you would like to be a part of the show as an advertiser, hit me up at trackingthedraft at gmail.com. And if you really love podcasts, I've got a few more at Podcast Alley. You can find that at www.podcastalley.ca. Thanks very much for joining us here on Tracking the Draft with Craig Button. The stars of tomorrow are discovered here. <laughs>